podcast going here. We've got so many things going on at one time, just trying to get the word out every way that we can. Title of the message tonight is Wine or Shine. Wine or Shine. Plain and simple. Now, the fulfilling of prophecy, we see it happening every day, but sadly, it's causing some Christians to sin. What in the world do you mean by that? Prophecy being fulfilled is actually causing some Christians to sin. Now, Matthew 24 tells us that as many shall be claiming to be Christ will come. It's talking about the last days. There's going to be wars and rumors of wars. There's going to be famines. There's going to be pestilence. There's going to be earthquakes. Now, that is prophecy. The Bible says it's going to be fulfilling. Now, pestilence means any infections or fatal diseases that are widespread. Now, that's a pestilence. Also, insects and things like that can bring that type of disease with them. Uh, ticks can bring, you know, tick feet, all these things that they do. Uh, Lyme's disease, all this stuff, that's a type of pestilence. And what we're seeing right now, with this coronavirus is nothing but another pestilence that the Bible said was coming in the last days. But folks, listen, our God is faithful. And this is not the first pestilence we've been through. Matter of fact, there's been almost one for every other year for the last 10 years. And God has carried us through every one of them. And I just want to say tonight, he's going to carry us through this one too. Because it ain't over yet. There's still souls to be saved. The kingdom is to be advanced. You know, Sunday we were having an awesome service at the church. And God spoke a word into my spirit and I want to share it with you. And I want you to listen with open ears and open heart tonight. But what God told me in the spirit was my children love to see prophecy being fulfilled as long as they don't have to be a part of it. We want to see it fulfilled. We want to talk about it. We want to be, oh, the prophecy, as long as it doesn't affect me. Well, I got news for you. We're going to be right in the middle of everything that's going on. And it's God's plan that we be right in the midst of it because we're going to show the world how to act and how to be through it. God's not going to completely take us out of everything we have to deal with. We'll never grow and we can never show the world the God that we serve, the God who is faithful. Too many times we want the prophecy, but we don't want to be involved. We don't want to have to deal with the situation. So how is this pestilence causing some people to sin? What is it causing people to do? Worry, stress, and anxiety. Now, any mature believer knows if you've heard your preacher preach, if you've heard the evangelist, if you've heard the apostle, if you've heard the prophets, worry is sin. I don't care how you look at it. Brother Mills, you just don't understand. No, you don't understand. God says worry is sin. Why? When we are worried, we're not trusting God who has over and over and over, and I could say this all night, and over, proven himself to be faithful. No matter what, 
God has always kept his word. But when we choose to worry and get anxious and get stressed, what it is is we're trying to do what we can do. Now, should we be concerned? Yes. Worried? No. Concern means you do what you can do, but to worry, oh my, my goodness. That means you take it to the extreme. I don't know about anybody else. I've never worried about anything that it ever fixed. Ever. It did what it was going to do regardless of whether I worried about it or not. But we need to get a grip on this. This is our opportunity as believers not to whine like the world is whining, but to shine the light, the word, and the truth of our God who is faithful, who will deliver us, who will carry us, who will protect us. Now I need to say this tonight. Please hear me. Like I said, you've got to listen tonight with an open heart. Because I know the devil doesn't like this message at all. If you know Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, you know God is your Father, you know the Holy Spirit, and you know the Word. Now, I'm talking to you. God's got this. If you never get the virus, God's got this. If you do get the virus, God's got this. And if God chooses to take you home through it, God still got this. The Bible says it's appointed unto man once to die. It never said how you would die. Might be in a car wreck. Might be a heart attack. We don't even realize, I'm sure we can find out if we go on Google, how many people died today of natural causes. It's appointed unto man once to die. But the thing is, God is faithful and I want to say this to somebody listening tonight. If it ain't your time, the devil can't take you out. But if it's your time, the devil can't keep you in either. God knows everything. And if God wants us to go home, we're going home. And if he's not through with us, but you see, that's where we trust God. That no matter what, we're going to trust him. We're going to praise him. We're going to worship him anyway because we know he knows. Concern, yes. Worry, no. Philippians 4, 6 and 7 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, which means situations and circumstances, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, I'll explain all this, Present your request to God. And the, listen to this, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Jesus Christ. How many need your heart and your mind guarded right now? You've heard everything the media said, everything the world said, your mind's going everywhere, but we need the peace of God to come in right now and calm us down and let us get a grip and realize our God is faithful. Now, anything means all and everything. Be anxious. <laughs> Do not be anxious, worried, stressful about anything, which means any and everything because God's got a plan for everything. God tells us, bottom line, don't be anxious, period, over anything. Now, Satan has caused many to become fearful and 
anxious. Now, it doesn't bother me. I, I just got to say this, Ma. It don't bother me when I hear the world getting all up in a tizzy and a tight, but it tears me out in the frame when I hear Christians do it. Because see, the world doesn't know the God we know, the Father that we have, who has never once ever failed us. Do you really think he's going to do it now? You haven't even, I really believe we haven't even got a glimpse of how bad it's going to get, not just with this, but things that are coming in the future. My friend, God is faithful. He even told the prophet who was complaining, he said, you show me once why I did not do what I said I would do. And even the prophet had said, never once, Lord, you've always kept your word. There are hundreds of scriptures where God says, fear not. Hundreds. Matter of fact, Jensen Franklin said Sunday morning that he had counted 366, which means you've at least got one for every day without having to use one over. Well, God said, fear not. I think God's trying to tell us something. Fear not. In Isaiah 41.10, So do not fear, for I am with you. This is God talking. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. Who's your God? Is it worry, stress, anxiety? Who's your God? Because God says right here, you don't have to fear if he's your God. He said, I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with, my, listen to this, my righteous right hand, which means all authority. God has authority over everything, everywhere, at any time, at any moment. God has all authority. And he says, and in that authority, I'm going to hold you up. Now, my friends, I'm not too smart, but I got enough sense to know if I'm held up by the authority of God, can't nothing touch me unless God permits it. Amen. And if he permits it, he's got a plan. Yes. Yes, he does. Woo! All things are under his authority, not some of the time, most time, but all the time. Nothing is beyond his knowing, nothing is beyond his power. The question is, do we trust him? I just got to say this. Whew, help me. I just got to say this. I was listening to a Christian radio station the other day. And the announcer was talking about the virus. And how they had a child that was very anxious. That lived in another place. And how he was able to send him two videos by two professional men who could explain how it worked and all of this. He said that one was a minister, but that his main thing was being a scientist and all of that, that they could give the information that was needed so he would know all about the virus. Now, let me go back in case you missed this. This is a Christian radio station. They told about videos of worldly people, their perception of what the disease could do and all of this, but never once did he mention God. Oh, Lord, it was what men could do. 
It was what men said. I don't know what men always say, but I want to know what God says about my situation. You can send all the videos you want. God is the only one who can deliver. Woo! I'm about to up from the flow up. Y'all hadn't figured this out by now. In Psalm 56 verse 3, it says, Even when I am afraid, I put my trust in the Lord. God never said you would not be tempted to be afraid. He never said there would not be circumstances you didn't understand. He never said there would not be trials that you thought were too big for you. What he did say was, trust me to help you, to carry you, to protect you, to cover you, to promote you. The moment we hear the voices of worry and fear, we must in that moment cast all our care upon the Lord. The moment you hear that voice, well, what if? Well, what about? Well, did I come in contact with this? Did I come in contact with that? The one thing we need to make sure we're in contact with is the Holy Spirit of God. I might pass people every day that might have the virus. I don't know where that's going to fit into my future or my life. But one thing I do know, I'm going to come in contact with the Holy Spirit of God every chance I get. And His Word. It is amazing how many Christians are talking about this and yet say so little about God and what God can do. Wake up, people. Wake up. This is our time to shine. We have been prepared for this time. Am I preaching yet? Somebody need to let me know something. This is our time. What do you think we've been doing to church for all these years? So get ready for times just like this. So when the world falls apart, we got the answer. But too many Christians are falling all to pieces just like the world. Oh, what are we going to do? Oh, what are we going to do? We're going to trust God. That's what we're going to do. Because he's been faithful. We can be quick to panic or to pray. Notice what it said in the scripture. We need to be what? Pray about everything. Satan's going to always. Now, panic accomplishes nothing. That's of any good, but prayer accomplishes everything. Maybe not the way you understand, but if you lift your voice up to the Father, He says, before you even prayed, I'd already heard you. I'm already working on your behalf and you don't even know it. But He wants you to pray. He invites us to pray. He instructs us to pray. Whenever things come up we don't understand, he said automatically pray. Or you can panic and accomplish nothing. But notice he said pray with thanksgiving. Why? Because the thanksgiving shows that God has faith. We've got faith that God's got a plan. When I go to God in prayer, I start thanking him that it's already being done. You're going to pray without faith. Don't even bother praying. But when you pray, believe. If you don't know what to believe, read the word. It'll tell you what to believe. 
Just believe from Genesis to Revelation. Pray it. God will do it. Whew. What happens if I do that, brother? The Bible just said it. Then comes peace. You want peace tonight in your spirit? You want peace in your mind? You want to know that it's going to be all right? Then pray and petition God. Trust him. And the Bible says peace will come. Not just any peace, his peace. God will give us peace, the Bible says, that surpasses all understanding. You can't even comprehend it. And you know, that's what Christians ought to be right now. Am I right? People ought to be saying, why is it you're so calm in the midst of all of this? Man, don't you know what's happening? Don't you know how many people overseas have already died? Don't you know this? Don't you know? It's amazing to me how much Christians know about this virus who know so little about the Word of God. If you want to know something, know something that's true. Know something that's eternal. Because this is not the first time. It won't be the last. God gives us peace. And the peace that God gives us, we ought to be shining. We ought to be able to go to work. If you're still in the workplace, you ought to be able to go in with a smile on your face. Well, man, what in the world? Don't you know what's going on? Sure. But I got a God that's in control. I got a Father that loves me. And He'll do whatever He needs to do. Because He's faithful. The world needs to see the church, not a building, but the people, the believers, the children of God. The world needs to see the believers walking in this kind of peace and power. So I want to just, tonight I want to encourage you, please. For the namesake of Jesus Christ that you claim to be your Lord and Savior and God your Father, please stop whining and start shining. Now's your time. Rise up. This is what you've been prepared for. This is what you've been going to church for. This is what you've been reading the word for. This is what the Spirit has been getting you ready for. For times like this, This ain't about people coming running to the church. This is about the church running to the people. 2 Timothy 1.7 For God has not given us a spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So tonight, all I know how to say, I'm not a genius, but I do believe this scripture is saying, if you've got a spirit of fear tonight, God did not give it to you. The devil did. And I have to be careful with that because sometimes I blame the devil for something he probably didn't have nothing to do with. Because if you don't read the word of God, you don't have anything to stand on. If you don't walk in the spirit, you've got nothing to lean on. And then when something happens, we don't know how to handle it. 
But if we're walking in the word, we're living in the spirit, and we're going to have power, we're going to have love, and we're going to have a sound mind. That means when everybody else is losing their mind, we'll be able to speak ours. And ours is going to be what God can do. The spirit of fear is from the enemy. And every time we open our mouth about fear, doubt, worry, and anger, we give him glory. Now, I know somebody don't want to hear that. Well, I ain't giving the devil glory, then you might need to hush your mouth. Or you might, might get the right words coming out. My God is faithful. My God is good. My God delivers. My God heals. My God does what my God needs to do. We become an instrument of the enemy when we allow worry, stress, and anxiety to take over in our life. Now, some folks might say, well, Brother Mills, this, this ain't a pretty sermon. It won't meant to be. Sometimes we just got to be shook a little bit. We, and don't get me wrong, I've been there. I've seen times that I've tried to carry that load. I've seen times that I've worried. I've seen those times, but I don't want to go back there anymore. Thank God I've matured enough in the Lord to know no matter what, he's got it. And if i got to go through it, then there's something for me to learn. There's something for me to learn. There's something that's going to mature me. The Bible says that if God allows things to happen, trial and tribulation in my life, it's only to grow me stronger. And not just for myself, but to be able to help somebody else when maybe they're going through the same thing. Quit whining. Start shining. I don't know what you've done up to this point, but you don't have any more excuses. You've heard the word of God tonight. And I'm going to tell you something. God loves you. God's excited about his relationship with you. And God wants to use you in this time in a mighty way. You might need to go back to work tomorrow and say, Hey, I want to, y'all get back in here. I want to, you know, I've been thinking about what I said yesterday and, and I want to back up on that. I've been thinking about this and I realize my God has never let me down. And we, if we don't do anything, let's pray. Yes. Now, I want to give you an example real quick. I was watching my daughter yesterday and, and granddaughter, and she was feeding her at the table. And it really hit me in my spirit how we treat God sometimes. Now, supposing you have a child, and that child gets up in the morning and says, Mom, Dad, are you going to be able to feed me today? Well, sure, child. I'm going to feed you today. Sit down. I'm going, to, I'm going to feed you. As long as I've got resources, I'm going to feed you, honey. Well, Mom, when I grow my clothes off, am I going to have to run around naked? Am I going to be able to get any more clothes? Well, honey, I've always given you clothes. I've always taken care of you. Supposing every day that child got up and asked those questions over and over, after a while, it would break your heart. Because you'd begin to wonder, have I not always been faithful to you? Have I not always fed you? Have I not always clothed you? Why all of a sudden do you doubt me? It would break our heart 
perhaps if our children didn't trust us, that as long as we've got resources to take care of them. They don't question us every day because they trust us. And God deserves the same. But all of a sudden something comes up and all of a sudden we think it's bigger than God. Well, God, are you going to be able to get us through this? Yes. And then some. Yes. We can embrace God with faith and trust. Woo! Or we can insult Him with fear and doubt and worry and say, did, I, did you hear that word? Insult Him. I'd go as far to say it's a slap in God's face when believers start whining and complaining and murmuring. When God has been so faithful. Never once. Now I don't know about you. I haven't been faithful. I'd let God down if that's all possible to do. But I can never remember since I was 13 years of age and gave my life to the Lord Jesus Christ. I can never remember one time he ever let me down. Not once. And he's not going to start now. So I'm going to ask you tonight, if by chance you're one of those people that's been whining and you are a believer, I'm going to ask you tonight to just simply say, Lord, I repent. Forgive me, and guess what? It's already done. And say, Lord, fill my mouth with praise. Fill my mouth with prayer. Fill my mouth with thanksgiving. Fill my mouth with your word for the people around me. Lord, I want to shine. I don't want to whine. I challenge you with all of your heart to trust God tonight. I challenge you to shine the light of Jesus in this dark time. Because we're going to go through it. But how many people are we going to bring out of the world because they saw Jesus in us in this dark time? Well, how many of the world is going to be able to say, well, they act just like we do. And I pray that in your shining, you will share God. You will share Jesus. You will share the word and the spirit. And my friends, if we'll do that, then the devil ain't got nothing on us. Stop whining and start shining. That's my word for you tonight. I'm going to ask Kim to bring us our prayer list. Thank y'all so much, and hang around now. Mom and Pop's coming back. Tom and Diane, they're going to sing a little bit for us. This might be your time to just get right, just get on with God in this worship time and say, Lord, I give myself completely to you. Allow what you hear tonight in the worship and in the music to stir you up, build you up, and get you ready so that when you get back on that phone, when you get back on that internet, when you get back at that job, whatever it is, that you are ready. Tonight, our only prayer need is Patty having a sinus infection. We believe God's going to take care of that tonight. Oh my goodness, we've got so many folks in here tonight that's come to be with us. We're excited that you're with us. I'm asking you, if you believe this message is true, I want everybody that you can share it with them. Share it with them. It ain't about Glenn Mills. It ain't about Tommy and Diane. It ain't about Kay. It's all about the Lord Jesus Christ. It's all about our Father and the Word. And if you believe tonight truth has been preached, because I believe it has, because I'm accountable for it, then share it tonight, because I know it's going to transform somebody's life. Father, right now we lift up Patty. Whew.
Lord, touch her. Touch her in the sinuses, Lord, and just dry that, whatever needs to be done. Father, tonight, deliver her, touch her, heal her, strengthen her, and use her in a mighty, mighty way. And Father, tonight, I hope these people know I love every one of them. Those that are watching now, those that will watch later, Father, I'm mad at the devil. I'm not mad at anybody. I'm mad at the devil because of what he's doing often in the body of Christ. But Lord, tonight, I love these beautiful people. And I believe that, Lord, they got a hold of this tonight. And even if they have not been whining, that they'll make a decision to shine all the more. But, Lord, let us check our hearts tonight, every one of us. Let us check our heart and make sure that, Lord, we're right with you, that we're excited with you, and that we are casting out every care upon you because you care for us. And that, Lord, you're going to use us in these dark times to shine the light of the word in Jesus so that those in darkness can see the light and come to you and call you Father. And Jesus, their Lord and Savior, the Spirit, their Comforter and Teacher, and the Word, their Guide. Father, we love you. Thank you that you are faithful in the name of Jesus. And all God's people said, amen and amen. Now hang around with us for a while. We're going to worship the Lord. Mm -hmm.